0: Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at TrinityChurchNow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Luke chapter 1. starting in verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also, that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, uh, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her to be called barren. For with God... Nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's bow our heads. <clears throat> Father, we thank you. We thank you for, for Jesus in our lives. I thank you for this time that we could come together to worship you, to open your, your word together and to know that this is truth. Father, we thank you for the hearts that are here. Father, open them. Open those hearts. Open our our minds. Uh, Lead us in a direction that only you can lead. Father, in all of this, the glory is yours. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. I want to leave those Bibles open. You know, in today's um, Advent reading... Uh, Dennis and Katie covered Mary and, and, and Joseph. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind wanted of to, wanted to stay with that. I knew that that's where we were going, and, and I, I think it's important to, to stay with that. And, and, you know, a lot of things in Scripture that we, we read, um, different events that happen in Scripture, we, we read them on the surface and we never go into them uh, into, you know, on, in depth. I mean, we never think about the difficulties, what, what people have gone through. And, and I think, when I think of, of Mary and Joseph, I think of, of not only an obedience that was just absolutely amazing, but, but the difficulties that, that they had. And it's not, it's an emotion, the emotional difficulties. It's not the, the difficulties of, of traveling long distances you know, while, while, they're, while she was pregnant and staying at the inn and, and all of the things that they went through, which were, absolutely, they were, they were difficult. But it was the emotional um, that, that they went through. Um, the, the circumstances, as, as they were. I think about how strong Mary's faith had to be just absolutely in, incredible. When, when Gabriel told her of God's plan in, in her life, a plan to this, to this young girl. You know, I think that if, if we were to put ourselves in, in Mary's place, if, if we had been approached by, by Gabriel... And Gabriel had laid on us what he was going to lay on Mary. then most of us would say, I think you got the wrong person. I think that you maybe need to be looking someplace else, Gabriel. Because I can't do what what you are asking me to do. I think about about the church a lot of times. And and I know that... um, um, we were talking about this in, in Sunday school this morning. One of the things that, that um, people uh, refer to me as, and, and a lot of people refer to me as the minister. Um, guys, I'm not the minister. I'm not. I'm a pastor. You, you are the ministers. And when you are the ministers, that takes the responsibility and lays it directly right into your lap. You See, because a minister has a definite responsibility, where someone who just goes to church doesn't have the responsibility. But but Gabriel was coming to 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 Mary, and and he was going to lay a responsibility on Mary that that was incredible, absolutely incredible. I mean, you know, we think about Mary, and and you know, I, I love it when we do. Um, uh, Cantatas where, where we have Joseph and Mary always sitting up in the, in the front of the church and, and uh, you know, with the, with the manger scene there and, and all of that. And, and we usually find some very young girl to do that. But Mary was a very young girl. Guys, she was, she was probably in, in her very early teens. You know, the thing is, is that in, in your life, you know somebody who is that age. Could you picture them as, as Gabriel would come to them and to lay on them what he did on Mary? To say, you, you are the one that is going to be carrying this child, the Christ child. You know... Mary not only being young like that but was also betrothed to to, to Joseph not you know it, it's something that we would like to say is sort of like an an engagement today but no it, it really was was much more than than just a, uh, an engagement it, it was a it was a binding relationship much much like marriage, except they weren't living together, but but the responsibilities that they had together. There was a real a real commitment between Joseph and Mary. One that, that was a strong a strong commitment. And it's not like marriage is is today for many people. Many people when they get married today are are committed to that relationship. But somewhere along the line, you know, when and, and somewhere along the line, the the people that we look to as as and we shouldn't, but we look to role models who are not who are of this world and are not um, with the Lord. You know, and and you speak about Hollywood and all that, and when they get into a, a relationship or a marriage, um, the, the marriage covenant means absolutely nothing. It means nothing. It isn't even a, hey, let's try it and figure out if this is going to work. I, I still can't figure out how you can be married for about a month and, and then break it off. You know, I just, it, but if it meant nothing in the first place, it isn't going to mean something down the road either. You know, it, and it's nothing more than, than you know, changing. Changing your shoes in the morning, and that's about all that it really means. And so, people don't look at marriage as not being something that is that is so uh, so important. And that's what Joseph and Mary had. The betrothal between the two of them was a was a powerful agreement, which brings me to another point. Mary's, as a, even as a young girl, the young girl that you may know, had had hopes and dreams. Hopes and dreams of what her life was going to be like. Mary was going to be carrying the Christ child. She was going to be pregnant. This is not Joseph's baby. There is no way of looking at this and saying that Joseph could have made a mistake. There is no way of of doing this and, and and somehow coming up with a with something that that Joseph was going to let slide by. Mary was going to be pregnant. She was not carrying Joseph's baby. How was Mary going to explain this? What about the hopes and dreams that Mary had for a life with Joseph? How was this going to work out? Not good. You see, to to Joseph or or to anyone else, this was adultery. How was she going to explain this? How was she going to explain all of this? How is she going to explain it to her parents? Oh, it's not just Joseph. It's her parents, too. You know, most likely this uh, relationship between Joseph and Mary was, was an arranged uh, um, relationship. And now Mary's going to go there and give them some preposterous story about a non-sexual relationship and how she got pregnant. Okay, now that young girl that, that you know who was, is around 13 years old, and she comes to you and says, hey, I'm pregnant. Oh, it was a non-sexual relationship. The Holy Spirit came upon me. Now what are you going to say? What was her, what was her parents going to say? What was Joseph going to say? Do you think they believed it? That preposterous story. See, adultery, folks... Understand what Mary agreed to. Adultery in in those days was punishable by death. Yes, that was extreme. But no one would have faulted Joseph if he had taken Mary, dragged her out in the middle of the street and said, this woman is pregnant. It is not my child. The marriage is off. She committed adultery and left her out there in the middle of the street. Folks, people picked up rocks and stone people for less than that. And in that time, they would have been justified in doing that to Mary. Death by stoning. Death by stoning. Fidelity back then, guys, wasn't a joke. It wasn't wasn't a joke. You see, and so you really have to look at Mary, and you have to say, wow, what kind of a faith did did Mary have? After God had told her of of God's plan, uh, and Mary said, in the last words, in, in verse 38, Mary said, let it be to me according to thy word. Let it be to me. If this is what God is asking me to do, let it be to me. See, Mary not only agreed to trash her reputation, but Mary agreed to become a criminal based on her faith in God's word. Her faith in God. She she. Put that upon her, because what Gabriel had told her. Now, listen, we know that God provides. We know that he does. I bet you could look at something in your life, and and you could say, this is from God. What we have is from God. He provides. But folks, there's no assurances that where we think that God should provide, that he is going to provide in that situation. What, is, what are we going to go through in, in being faithful to God? What did Mary decide that, that she was never going to have a problem? Did she decide that, that although she was pregnant, everybody else was going to turn a blind eye to it? That she was never going to have a problem with this? No assurances. There were no assurances in this. Some would say that, that Mary was a very courageous young lady. They would say what she went through took a lot of guts. I tell you what we're looking at here ah, is not is not what we would really think of as as courage. I don't think Mary was a courageous person. Because as we know courage, and as we talk about people who are courageous people, courage comes from within. Courage comes from from here. It's it's a self-assuredness in your ability to overcome. How could Mary overcome this? How is she going to be pregnant out to here and overcome this when people come up to her and said, how did this happen? How would she overcome this if Joseph had dragged her out in the middle of the street and told them to stone her? How would she overcome that? Did she have the self-assurance that she could get through it? You see what Mary had guys was faith. Amen. She had faith. Guys, where we're, think about this. What defines your faith? Do you think that that the faith that Mary had and the circumstances that she was in, do you think that her faith defined who she was? You see, it wasn't mustering up the courage to go through this. It was having faith in something that was beyond her to go through with it. You see, you can look at faith, the faith that we have in ourselves. Do you have faith in yourself to get by day by day? Do you? Guys, look, just, just for a moment here. I want you to think about something. Are you throwing things at me already? <laughs> at least it wasn't a tomato. Um, the, the faith, the faith that you have. I want you to think about last year at this time. I want you to think about where you were I want you to think about where this nation was I want you to think back to that point and now think about this year and all of the things that went on this past year things that are happening in this country things that are happening in this world as you sit back and watch it is your faith to get through all of that is that in yourself if it is you got a problem. You got a problem. Are you depending on yourself or are you depending on God's plan for you? Guys, do you believe that God is in charge? Are you, do you believe in, in, in His plan, not only for you, but His plan for this country? Do you believe that what is going on in this country is not that it's out of control, but that. It's all coming together in, in God's plan. Do you think Mary's faith was in her ability to carry the Christ child on her own? No. Mary's faith had to start with her understanding of her inability, her inability, to carry the Christ child by herself and all that went along with it. She, was, she did not have the ability to, to cover this situation. Mary's obedience to God had to start with her putting herself totally, guys, totally, into God's hands and to say, I die to self. That I put myself into God's hands totally. Guys, if you're looking at at life today and you think that you're going to get through this life, you're going to get through all there's going on in this world and you're going to do it on your own power and you're going to do it through your own strength, you're going to have a problem. Honestly, guys, when I turn on the TV, if I want to get down, all I've got to do is turn on the TV and watch the news. If I didn't have Jesus Christ in my life when I watched that, I, I don't... How do you get through this? How do you get through this? You can't. And you won't if you're going to do it on your own. Guys, trust in Him. Man, I hope you understand. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Your life, your life depends on this. The faith that Mary had was a faith that that you are asked to have today. Of all the things that are going on today, the faith that she had is a faith that you're asked to have. Faith in, in what Christ did for you and, and not your own ability, in all the things that are not in your ability but that Christ has done for you. The faith in your salvation, what Christ did for you. Folks, he died on the cross for you. He went to the cross. He died on the cross. No amount of your being good or acting good or doing good things will ever save you. Folks, it's what Christ did for you. Your salvation of your soul. Without Him, you're lost. Going through this life, you're lost. We, just like Mary, we have to put our total faith in Him. Faith in what He has done for us. Guys, as we come to the table today, I want you to be thinking about something as, as you come to take communion. I want you to think about what Christ has done for you. I want you to think about the strength that, that you need to get through this life. Is it depending on yourself? Or are you depending on Him? If you're depending on yourself, Coming to this table is a total waste of time. Coming and depending on Him, realizing what Jesus Christ has done for you, makes communion a glorious time, a a glorious event in realizing who God is in your life, who Jesus Christ is in your life. Guys, don't go through this stuff alone. Don't do that. Mary never would have made it. She wouldn't have. She never would have taken on the task that God was giving her had she thought that she could do it on her own. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, in the upper room with his disciples, finishing that Passover meal, Jesus picked up the bread. He gave thanks to the Father and he broke the bread and he said this is my body which is given for you eat this and when you do do this in remembrance of me after the bread he took the cup and again he gave thanks to the father and he said this cup is my blood of the new covenant shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin drink this But as you do, do this in remembrance of me and the mighty acts that that Jesus Christ did for you. Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you. We thank you for this day, this time together, the opportunity that we have to come to your table. Lord, I pray that though we are coming as, as a group, as an individual, you know our hearts. And Lord, I pray that that you would search each heart that's that's here. That as we try to go through this life, Father, it's not our courage, but it's our faith in you. It's a faith in in what you can do through us. Lord, bless each one that's here. Bless these common elements, the, the bread and the juice. For all who partake, let it be the body and the Christ. Of the body and the blood of Christ for all of us. And we pray this in Jesus' most wonderful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart And we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.